Hello and welcome to the NicheSiteTools.com podcast where we share experiences, tips, and tools to help everyone achieve a greater level of success with their online adventures. Hey everybody, welcome to episode number 48 of the NicheSiteTools.com podcast. So glad to have you here. And this week we have a special guest. Mark Cuban is going to be on the show. Not directly, of course. I don't have those kind of connections. At least not yet, but it uh, that's where I got my inspiration for this week's episode. But before we jump right into the content, I wanted to quickly thank a couple of new email subscribers. And uh, there were six new email subscribers, but only three of them have names that I can pronounce or listed their first names. So quick shout out to Dennis, Joy, and Elizabeth. Thank you so much for subscribing. And if you haven't had a chance to subscribe, please head over to nichesitetools.com forward slash subscribe, and you'll instantly get my free keyword brainstorming guide along with my seven simple SEO tips guide as a bonus as well. And I also wanted to thank Elizabeth for going the extra mile and dropping me a quick email to let me know that she really appreciates everything I do. She uh, found me through Pat Flynn, so I'm in good company there and some big shoes to fill, but she says she really enjoys my content and she um, signed up for my email list to get the keyword brainstorming guide to get started. And she's really excited to build her website and get that domain name going and things in the very near future. So really excited to have you here, Elizabeth. Hopefully you're listening, and if if I can do anything to help move things along for you and get your site up and running, just drop me a quick message and let me know I'm here to help and uh, glad to assist anyone with getting their first niche site set up. I know that's an exciting time. You got all this energy and excitement, and you just don't know exactly how you're going to get started. Been there, done that, and I remember it very well. So again, anything I can do to help you guys out there, just let me know anytime. You can drop me an email to Chris at nichesitetools.com. Or if you want to join the fun over at our mastermind group, you can head over to nichesitetools.com forward slash mastermind, and that'll take you to our private Facebook group. I'll be glad to add you there relatively quickly. It usually takes less than a couple of hours, depending on if I'm awake. And I'll get you added and get you into the conversation over there. And also wanted to thank Chad and Matt as well for uh, leaving some shout-outs on the uh, mastermind group, saying they really appreciate what I'm putting out and uh, all the assistance that the folks on that group have provided. So again, Great to have everybody on there interacting and uh, just having a good time. And that'll do it for the housekeeping for this week. So let's get right into the content. And like I mentioned, the motivation for this week's episode came from Mark Cuban, of all people. And I just happened to be watching the Beyond the Tank show, which is a spinoff of the Shark Tank show, which basically follows up and shows you um, what some of the companies that they have invested in, how they're doing. Um, show you some actual interaction between the sharks and the folks on Shark Tank. If you've never seen the show, it's a show for where entrepreneurs go on there to pitch their ideas, try to get investment money, and uh, sign up with one of the sharks on the show or multiple sharks potentially. And they can basically help uh, catapult, not only just being on the show can catapult your company, even if they don't decide to invest because you're getting all that exposure. But also it gives you the ability to work directly with those sharks and they have, you know, years and years of successful uh, experiences, multiple businesses, and they have all the distribution networks, they have all the contacts in the industry, they can really help you, you know, with a lot of the support roles and how just 
you know, the logistics of everything, getting everything set up. So it's a great show, Shark Tank, and you get to see how um, other companies are out there in bootstrapping and trying to get their things going and trying to get their things taken to the next level. And the show, the uh, Beyond the Tank, is an extension of that. So they kind of actually go into detail on how these sharks are helping out these um you know, a lot of these companies are actually doing pretty well on their own, but they show you how they take things to the next level. And the particular one that I happened to catch was, let me click over here, it was the reddressboutique.com. And it's a site that sells uh, clothing, dresses, tops, bottoms, accessories, jewelry, shoes, etc., etc. And I'm looking at the website right now. And the interesting thing was that uh, this site was successful before it went on the show, but it uh, leaps and bounds better after just the exposure from the show, aside from the fact that they had some issues with their website. So it was very interesting, you know, websites being a huge part of our business when we're uh, doing our online adventures and setting up our niche sites. So that, that really hit home to me. I started to pay more attention when I saw what it was about. And it was a specific issue where the uh, man and woman, I believe they're a married couple, were constantly trying to update their site. And they said that customers were looking for larger photos and things of that nature. But the bottom line is due to the increase in traffic, they were having more problems with the website than not. And they were actually having you know, issues with slowness or problems with people not being able to access the site. So they're having some bigger issues, which, of course, any of us would probably experience if you got a huge boost in traffic from something like Shark Tank. But basically what Mark Cuban offered for them was to basically step in and provide free, well, not free of charge, I was going to say, but you know, based on whatever he invested in the company, that his IT staff was going to help them get to their website to where it can handle the traffic. It's very responsive, but they weren't going to go ahead and do a complete redesign. Basically, he was saying, you guys were having some great sales ahead of the fact, so why go mess with that? And I think there's a lot to be said for that, and that's kind of where I was going with this particular episode. If you're just starting out and you're building your website from scratch, of course you're going to want to make sure that you can do the best you can to get things right from the start. So you're going to want to have a mobile responsive theme, perhaps like elegant themes like I recommend to make sure it looks good on mobile, to make sure it's responsive, to make sure you get updates and you're you know up to date on all of your security patches and everything. So you get that added support with a new theme right out of the gate. But the bottom line is that in that particular case, they had already had an established site, they already had established traffic, they already had a, they were doing really well sales-wise, so everything was going in the right direction. And in that particular case, Mark was very careful to say you don't want to constantly be changing the you know the overall look and feel of your site, the behind the scenes, you know, making major changes. Sure, you could change a logo, you can maybe enhance things so that customers can have larger images for the items like they had wanted to do. But in their case, they were trying to make huge design changes and huge behind the scenes coding type changes for their site very often, almost on a daily basis from Mark was saying. So let me give you a quick audio clip from that to give you a better idea on what his take was. 
So when we first got involved with, with Redress, the site was crashing a lot. And one of the reasons is that they were continually making changes to the website, and that caused problems when they got hit with a lot of people using the site. It, it would break, basically, right? Right. Within the first few weeks of getting involved, they were down for three or four days uh, and a lot of downtime. Now it's stable almost 100% of the time. How often is Diana making changes to it now? They're asking for updates to the website uh, on a daily basis. But creating changes in the website affects the stability of the website. Correct. Right. All right. Well, let, let's go and get Josh and Diana and, and let's see what they have to say. Um, let's talk about the website, um, where we were, where we are in terms of traffic, in terms of order size. Order size has gone up. We're averaging $85 now as opposed to $75 when we went on Shark Tank. I like that. Which is great. Yeah. yeah. But there's a lot of changes we want to make. Especially concerning the struggles that we've had with the website that we have now. My feeling, as you know, is it's working. Right. Let's be careful because the numbers are there, the increases are there. Do we want to risk those where a change could really, you know, could be catastrophic? I'm terrified of you guys putting in uh, any type of new website. We've really had to do a lot of work to help get their website up and running. We showed them that they didn't need to do a new website. We showed them how their numbers exploded, but now they feel like they need a new website and that it's going to be a problem. The customers want bigger photos. Right now, they're very pixelated. But they don't require a whole new website to fix. The one thing that I've learned in all these years that I've been doing this is Perfection is the enemy of profitability. You can try to make everything perfect, but you're losing opportunity somewhere else. I just don't want to see your time in particular tied up because you're so darn good at what you do. You're amazing. I always call, I tell our guys, you're a, a mini me. I love that. Yeah, because you're Because I think relentless. Josh would agree with that yeah. too. Yeah, she doesn't sleep and she's relentless. Never. What I see for you guys, if we're going to be a $100 million company, we need to figure out how can we accelerate the website even more. You've advised us to try to improve our site, and it's gotten better. It has. When it comes down to it, we just think that it's not gotten good enough, and we don't think that it can on the same platform. Okay. I can offer my 30 years of experience in, in developing technology and the 100 plus companies that I've worked with that all have websites. I mean, I'm, I'm here to help, I'm an investor, but you're, you're basically telling me I don't know what I'm talking about. So I think you can see exactly how he felt about that. I mean, I, I can see it here on the screen because I have a video clip that I was um, recording that from. But the bottom line is that he was making a lot of faces and basically trying to convince them, you know, I'm here for you. I'll do whatever you want. You know, the decision to update your website is yours. However, I strongly suggest you don't go ahead and make these humongous changes to your site. And for good reason. You know, he's an IT guy at heart. He knows about technology and he knows that any major changes to your site can have unintended negative results. And I work in IT. I know exactly what he's talking about. And what I always say at work is no good upgrade goes unpunished. So it's always, you know, there's different groups that always want to constantly be making changes or making updates. Ensure security updates make sense, you know, and install those as often as you need to or as often as required and keep everything up to date as far as patches and stuff like that go. However, I'm of the mind that you don't want to make a whole scale humongous change on your website if it's not warranted. Don't do it just for the sake of doing it. 
I think if you've gotten to a point where you have some traffic and you have things going in the right direction, maybe you have a couple of sales or you're getting email subscribers, things are starting to be on an upward trajectory. You know, things are going from the lower left to the upper right when it comes to traffic, subscribers, sales, anything like that. You want to be really careful what you change because... If you were to do a whole scale change, let's say you wanted to switch your themes or switch your hosting providers or do something just for the sake of doing it, I really would strongly suggest against that, similar to what Mark says, because if things are going in the right direction, if you were to change just, uh, you know, let's say you have a mobile responsive site, you know, everything looks good. It's relatively fresh, got a nice logo. People are used to the way your site's set up. There's really no overriding reason to go ahead and just make change for sake of change. Um, that's kind of what I'm trying to get across here. If for whatever reason your site was not mobile responsive, it had a really old theme and you're having difficulty using a plugin like maybe WP Touch Mobile to make it mobile responsive, and maybe you were hit recently with the Google uh, when they changed their mobile responsive algorithm to make sites that were not mobile responsive penalized as far as mobile devices go. Let's say you took a hit on that and you lost you know, 90% of your traffic. Certainly in a case like that, you definitely want to upgrade to a mobile responsive theme or do whatever you needed to to get your traffic back and to get things in the right direction. So th those are obvious reasons that you'd want to go ahead and do large-scale changes. But what I'm saying is if if things are going in the right direction, thing or things are working for you, I would say focus 100% on your content and doing more of what's working. So if you're doing great as far as uh, promoting specific affiliate products, writing reviews, and that's really going well, continue to do more of that. And uh, don't go ahead and just make huge changes to your design, to your theme, to the way you're doing things, unless things start to stagnate or things are not going in the right direction. So maybe your traffic starts to drop, or maybe after a certain amount of time, maybe you got one or two sales, but then a month later you haven't had any additional sales. Sure, at that point, definitely go ahead and make some changes. Try to figure out what's not working, what stopped working. Maybe you got traffic from a particular comment you left on a uh, site or a forum post or something. So do more of what you did at the time to get those sales if you can figure that out. But just making change for the sake of change generally isn't going to work well in most cases. And I saw recently, I think it was Amy Lynn Andrews that put out a her uh, newsletter, as she calls it. And I think in the most recent one, it was maybe a week or so ago, I believe she said she made some behind-the-scenes changes to her website and some larger changes, and she had a negative uh, drop in traffic as a result. So she was going to give it some time, see if it was a result of switching her theme or things on the back end, and see if that worked itself out over time. But generally, when you make a big scale change like that, it's probably going to affect your traffic and rankings in some way because your pages may load quicker or slower. And uh, if it results in more traffic because your site is far better off than it was, that's great. But in many cases, you may have issues with conflicting plugins or certain coding things may result in 404 or page not found errors or broken links. There's all sorts of things that can happen and can crop up the more changes you make to your website. And I think anyone who has niche sites has probably experienced this before, especially when updating plugins. If you know uh, when you install WordPress and you install some plugins to do some different things, plugins are really great, especially if you have a specific thing. You don't want to get into the detailed coding and figure out exactly how that works. There's a 
ton of plugins to do just about anything you can think of. The problem is the more plugins you have on your WordPress site, the more things you have to keep up to date. And if you've been around doing this for any length of time, you've run into issues where when you try to update your plugins, you may end up finding that your website is broken afterwards. This has happened to me many, many, many times. And if you do this one at a time, at least you know, okay, I just updated this plugin. I got to disable that for now and figure out what broke. Maybe contact the plugin creator, submit a support request, whatever the case may, case may be to get things working again. But the bottom line is the more changes that you have to make to your site, the more things that can go wrong potentially, and it could be catastrophic. So if you were to change something on the back end, and let's say you had some broken links afterwards and you weren't aware of it, that could negatively affect your rankings and traffic. So all of a sudden, you know, it could could be a, a huge thing next time Google crawls your site that it takes a huge hit and maybe you don't recover for quite some time. Maybe your sales drop off, maybe your traffic drops off, and maybe you didn't even notice it. If you're not paying real close attention, you don't have you know a huge number of traffic or a huge number of sales. Maybe it's just a slow, steady decline and then you're, it's very difficult to recover from that over time. So all these things could potentially, that's not to say you shouldn't think about you know, redesigning of your site as far as from an overall look and feel perspective, maybe upgrade to a different theme down the road for a particular reason to make it more responsive, to make your site um, get uh, lower bounce rates, things like that. All those are good things to think about in the back of your mind. And when you hit a certain point in the future, maybe things start to slow down or things are going in the wrong direction or you're hit with some sort of Google penalty. Something like that would be a great time to go ahead and think about putting in place uh, some of the upgrades that you've been planning for over time. But the bottom line is, I wouldn't go wholesale making changes to your site just for the sake of doing it. You know, don't think about making changes constantly on your site. Sure, you could A-B split test headlines or images or call to action text that you use or the way you set up individual posts. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about wholesale, huge changes to your site overall, probably in the form of coding or complete redesigns or things like that. So I think that definitely helps because a lot of folks, especially when just starting out, they think everything has to be perfect. And that was another theme in the uh, episode. And the main motivator for this whole episode was the one phrase that I heard him say that really struck a chord with me, and it went like this. The one thing that I've learned in all these years that I've been doing this is perfection is the enemy of profitability. You can try to make everything perfect, but you're losing opportunity. And that is so true. Perfection is the enemy of profitability. I suffer from perfection. I mentioned that many, many times on prior episodes. And initially, that was really, really tough for me. I remember when I was in college and afterwards, if, uh, you know, when they're kind of coaching you when you're about to graduate on how to interview, they always said that uh, if somebody asks for a weakness, one thing that's good to say is perfectionism. And uh, at the time, I always thought, oh, yeah, that's, you know, that, that was really a common thing for people to suggest. And, uh, you know, it was just like a cliche type of thing. So basically, oh, my weakness is perfection. Oh, that's, you know, and it was looked on as perfection is usually a good thing, actually. So you could turn it around and turn it into a positive. But really, perfection can be very devastating for your business, especially for niche site creations, because... When you're going into creating content and publishing things or just launching that first project or website, 
if you do suffer from perfectionism that really gets in the way, it can slow down your launch and cause big problems with your overall product. I remember for me specifically, it would take hours and hours and hours to get that what I thought was a perfect post out only to find that, hey, maybe that didn't really resonate with your audience or things just didn't work out right. Or even once you got things out there 100%, you still felt it wasn't quite right. So maybe you take it from being published to put it back into draft form. This is all stuff that I went through. So I'm sure other folks have been through this as well. Or it could be that it's so devastating that you really think your product is never ready to launch. So you're thinking that I really need to get this perfect to get this out in front of people. Or you're afraid of once I do launch this, people aren't going to like it. That all factors into the perfection idea and it can absolutely be the enemy of profitability. The most obvious one is if you never launch your product, perfectionism got in the way of your hopes and dreams and you'll never, you may never know what could have been had you launched or had you put your website out there and just gotten started. So I really love that phrase from Mark and it is so true. He said it is based on his years and years of experience. He's found that perfection is the enemy of profitability and I wholeheartedly agree with that. So that was really my motivation. As soon as I heard him say that, I said, I'm going to mention this. I'm going to use this in this week's podcast episode. And that is absolutely true. So if you take out anything from this, please make sure that when you're working on your projects or when you're trying to launch any sort of online or offline business, please don't let perfectionism get in the way. I still suffer from that all the time, but I'm much, much better at it. So I know it's so much better to get that podcast episode out there, even if it's not perfect. Maybe I didn't catch all the edits when I had in there. Maybe my show notes have a typo in there. Usually I find, you know, one or two typos. Even if I go through and edit it, you know, once or twice, I usually have my wife read the post to make sure there's no grammar, obvious spelling issues. But then I'll get that same email you guys get on Monday morning if you're subscribed after a uh, podcast episode or blog post launches, and I'll still see spelling errors. And before that, you would, that would have been devastating to me. I would have been, oh my gosh, can't believe I put that out there. What are people going to think? But really, people are human. Everybody makes mistakes. Nobody really cares. They really just want to get that content and consume that content and takeaways get takeaways for their own websites and make their life better so if the overall idea and the overall content that you're putting out there is solid and you really put forth some effort into it don't worry about those little things just work on getting something out there get in front of people and you can always tweak things as you go along so don't get too hard on yourself i know it's really easy to do it still happens to me from time to time but it's far less than it used to be and just know that over time Don't worry about that sort of thing. Make sure that you can get better as a person so it can be less and less of an issue for you. And the more you can do that, the better your content's going to be, the more content you can get out there, and the more you're just going to have an overall comfortable feeling with yourself and you'll resonate better with your audience because everybody, like I said, nobody's perfect. Everybody makes mistakes. And a lot of times folks love to see that. They love to see that you're not perfect. They love to see that you know, you're not as polished as somebody who looks like they never make mistakes, look like they're always on, everything they do is gold. I'm sure you know a couple of folks out there like that. But really, a lot of folks resonate more with people that they can relate to, people that aren't perfect, people that struggle, people that, you know, have issues in their lives that they've overcome and, and get to a better place. So 
I really hope that core content from uh, Mark Cuban there and that phrase, perfection is the enemy of profitability. I really hope you can remember that phrase. And anytime you're struggling and really, you know, just overthinking things and you really feel you need to make sure that everything is 100% perfect before you put it out, just remember that perfection is the enemy of profitability. So thank you, Mark Cuban, for the inspiration for this week's main content section. And now let's go right into our tool of the week. This week's tool of the week is a program called Flux. And uh, if you've ever heard of something that dims your screen at night, this is one of the main tools that does a really great job of that. And this came from my question on askpat.com, episode number 228, where I was featured. And that was my question. Basically, anytime I work late into the night, if I'm on my computer or on my mobile device, it definitely keeps me awake much longer than I had hoped. So it could be a combination of things, but I bet it is most likely related to the blue light that comes from your screen. And the same thing comes from your TVs, but it's more specific to mobile devices since they're usually so much closer to your face. And what I found was that the longer I was up at night, if I was working on niche sites or niche projects, if I'm doing something that's really stimulated that I really need to be thinking a lot about, that can keep my mind going and my mind active. But a lot of folks really recommend using these screen tools, and that's what Pat had recommended, using Flux for my uh, personal computer and my mobile devices. But the interesting thing is I found that that really made a huge difference in my sleeping. And uh, what I did was not only did I try to limit my use of mobile devices up until uh, usually I'll try to put them away an hour before bed, but that doesn't always work. So what I do have on my both my PC and my iOS devices is the Flux program. And the down only downside is if you have an Android device, Flux does not currently have a product out there for you, but there is another one that's very similar and it's called Twilight. So that's a good thing. So if you're on an iOS device, the downside is that you do need to have a jailbroken device in order to install it on your iPad or your iPhone. Luckily, my phone is jailbroken and I'd be glad to point you to that if you'd like to um, dive into that. But jailbreaking is not a bad thing. It's not illegal or anything like that. It just allows you to install programs that are outside of the normal Apple App Store. So there could be homegrown apps. There's a lot of utilities out there that allow you to do tweaks and change the look and feel of your device. So this isn't, I'm not uh, selling the idea of jailbreaking here. It's just been really handy for me. I, there's a lot of different tweaks that I use jailbreaking for, and this is one of them. So if you have a jailbroken device, great. Otherwise, you may have to look for alternatives. So um, this Flux program, and you can get it at justgetflux.com, justgetflux.com. And you can find that out there. Uh, it works really great. After a certain time, it uh, will automatically know what time zone you're in, know when the times or the sun sets, and it'll start to dim your screen. It really works really well. And the funny thing was my wife's been using this for over a year now. And every time I saw her screen, I was like, oh, why, why are you doing that? That's really weird. You know, it looks strange. But the more I'm used to it, I 
can't use my laptop or my mobile device without it. It looks so bright without it, you know, at night when after the sun goes down. It really does a great job of turning off those normal circadian rhythms, I believe is how you pronounce it. And that blue light that just keeps you awake, keeps you energized, it's like the light of the sun, this light from your devices, it really helps to get your body ready for sleep, basically. So if you haven't had a chance to check that out, at least check it out. I believe you can get it for your PCs, your Macs, and your um, larger computers without doing any sort of um, you know custom jailbreaking. You just install the software. But for mobile devices, if you do have an Android device, try out that Twilight program. If you are jailbroken, you can try Flux on your iPad or your iPhones. Or you can always search for alternatives to F.Lux is what it is. That's the name of it, but it's just called Flux. But if you go to their website, it's listed as F.Lux. But that is a really great program and one that I highly recommend it. And it's made a bigger difference than I thought it would. And I really love the program. So I appreciate uh, Pat's response to that. And I do got to get a picture out. I keep forgetting that. We moved and I forgot to take a picture with my Ask Pat shirt. So hopefully that'll come out and I'll post it on Twitter soon. But I will do that uh, maybe right after I record this. But uh, at any rate, I was going to uh, record this outside. It's such beautiful weather here. Hopefully you guys are experiencing a great spring weather wherever you are. This is the best time in Florida. Love spring, love fall, great temperatures. But uh, I was thinking about recording this episode outside, but my wife talked me out of it. The uh, air conditioner from the neighbors always running. And there's a really strong breeze right now, and there's birds chirping and whatnot. So it probably wouldn't have been ideal. But it was interesting that one of the podcasts that I listened to on affiliate marketing, I think it's the Affiliate Buzz, he was recording it this week from a bar. He was watching one of the Stanley Cup final games. And it was actually not bad. He couldn't hear too much in the background. So maybe at some point I will record outside. The weather's so nice. And I hated to come inside to record this, but I thought it would help me better focus as well. So I think I'm going to compromise. I'm going to go edit this episode outside and enjoy the rest of the weekend. I hope you were able to uh, enjoy the, your weekend. And I hope this uh, information for this week's episode was helpful for just uh, so just to recap really quick, the advice from Mark Cuban was don't make too many wholesale changes to your website just for no good reason. Perfection is the enemy of profitability. Two great things to learn from that. And also, if you're looking to get better sleep and not be awake so long, try out the Flux program for iOS, PCs, and Macs or Linux boxes as well. I believe they have a Linux version. Or if you're on an Android device, try Twilight or search for some alternatives if you don't have a jail broken device. So I appreciate you being here. As always, thank you so much for listening. Thanks to you for being a part of the community. And we'll talk to you again next week. Bye-bye now. 